Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store for you. But before we get started with today's conversation, just a quick reminder that the podcast is going on tour in one month. That's right. The That Sounds Fun tour still has tickets available for several of our stops, and we want to see you there. Just go to AnnieFDowns.com for all the details and to get your tickets. It's going to be the most fun, and I hope you will join us. And there's one more thing I want to make sure you know about before we get to today's guest, and that is my sweet friend Alyssa Bethke's new book called Satisfied. You may remember meeting Alyssa and her husband Jeff way back on episode 56 in our TSF Couples 2019, and I want to make sure you know about her new book called Satisfied that's coming out soon. Have you ever found yourself focusing on what you don't have? I know I've been there a time or two. Well, Alyssa Bethke is a mom of three, a best-selling author. She lives in Hawaii and is married to Jeff Bethke, another best-selling author and honestly seems to be living the dream. But even with all of that, she wasn't content. Alyssa's new book, Satisfied, Finding Hope, Joy, and Contentment Right Where You Are, shares her journey and will help you embrace and cultivate beauty. Whether you're facing a storm or walking through grief, feeling isolated and longing for community, or simply facing the everyday mundane, know that you are not alone. Alyssa does a beautiful job of showing us all the ways we are enough and equipping us in a world full of contradicting messages that are constantly coming at us in the fight to be fulfilled. The book is full of relatable essays on overcoming issues like worry, body image, and more. It's also got healthy recipes and cozy images that will bring beauty to your everyday. You can learn more and pre-order the book right now to get some free goodies from Alyssa at satisfiedbook.com. Again, that's satisfiedbook.com. And now it's time for today's guest, you guys, Matthew McConaughey. Yes, I know. I know you don't need me to tell you who he is because we all are already friends with Matthew through his movies, through the work he has done. But his book that came out in the fall called Green Lights, I just absolutely loved it and was really excited to chat with him about it. I'm really grateful that Matthew made time for us to sit down and talk. So here's my conversation with a new friend of the pod, Matthew McConaughey. Okay, first of all, welcome to That Sounds Fun. I mean, can you beat a podcast called That Sounds Fun? Hey, um, I, I <laughs> that, that that's a big bucket to fill because uh, <laughs> I, I know I for one think so much. Even even the hard stuff, I'm always like, all right, well, see if I got to do this, and and, I'm, and I don't have an out, I'm gonna do it with pleasure. I'm gonna try. I love trying to make fun. I love I love things being fun, even hard. Hard work can be fun. Yeah, okay. I mean, tell me if this feels true for you, but so often the fun is the release that I need to keep doing the hard thing. Yeah, some, and then vice versa. Sometimes the fun is doing the hard thing because you're going, you're giving, you're you're, you're investing in the delayed gratification. Going, I might just pull this off. Yeah. I might just get this done. I get this done. I'm if I if I get this done, I'm going to be dancing <laughs> or get. You know, it's. I'm, I'm going to have. I have a work day all day today. Uh-huh. All right. I'm on. I'm on a, I'm on a, uh, um, my, my wife and I take a little time together, but I had already had this schedule. So I had a full work day. Oh, thank I'll have you. a fun time today knowing that. And the reason I packed it, I packed it today. So I have nothing tomorrow. Yeah. I'll have a fun time today knowing that at five o'clock, it's just her and I, and we got, we have no, uh, we, we don't have a curfew Yeah. <laughs> because tomorrow I'm clear. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And you know, then what you're saying to have fun to just, let off some steam or whatever to then come back to work. I mean, the whoever put the calendar together is pretty clever. Five day work week, and then come about Friday. If you if I'm hammering a week, I'm like, oh, Saturday. It's it perfect. It it was about time. Mm-hmm. I'm also the same way with church on Sunday. Come about Sunday, I'm like, I need me some church again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Seven day week. It's kind of set up pretty. It's pretty good. Um, where you get to the weekend and you, you earn the fun. Yeah, that's right. Apparently in England, I'm going to tell a story so wrong to you, Matthew, but in England, a hundred years ago, they tried to do a 10 day work week, like a 10 day week. And it went, the mental health of everyone went way down. It's like, we're so right. naturally on seven. Well, and you hear, there's also been arguments of, um, you know, cause Americans, they, other countries look at us as, as, as workaholics and, 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 and we work too much, maybe they say. And there's been studies that saying, hey, you can get maybe more done with more breaks, sh- shorter work days. That's a lean into saying like, hey, we need to go uh, um, 
maybe have a little more free time here mm-hmm. or there or a shorter work day uh, or have more fun along the way. There's something to that. I mean, look, there's value. Pe- there, there's, there's people in civilization that take naps every day. Right. There's, there's some value to the, the, you know, work smarter, we're not harder in the afternoon. After that, if you take a little nap, I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not a good nap taker, but I've got some friends that are. And, 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 you know, I've got afternoons where I'm powering through where I wish I could have caught 30 minutes mm-hmm. of a nap. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, enjoy, have more fun that in that afternoon of getting work done. But look, I'm in a good position. I got, I've, I've, I've created a life where I've got some work where I kind of look forward to what I've got on my desk on Monday morning. Yeah. And if I, if it's something I, I mean, I still do a lot of stuff I don't want to do. I, like, okay. if you had to, you want to do it, if it's six or a half dozen, I don't care. I'd go, oh, hell no. Okay. I don't want to do it. But for the most part, uh, I find, try to find a way to enjoy what I'm doing. It's a, you know, I'm talking to you today. We're going to talk a little bit. Green lights, the book will come up. Any question you have about that, I've, I'm sure I've been asked it a hundred times. Right. But this will be the first time that Matthew and Annie have the discussion about that particular topic. So it's an original conversation. Yes. It's particular. It's the first time. Maybe it's on the same subject. So I don't know. It's kind of fun to, I have fun time looking at each day as a work going, hey, this is a new adventure. Something, be open to being surprised today. Be open to being, to, to learning something today. Be open to, coming up with a good joke or hearing a good idea and jotting something down or what have you. I, I, one of the joys of having a podcast is it does feel like every conversation. And I think this is true in the rest of our lives. Like when two people have a conversation, it creates something that has never existed. It is a brand new thing. And so we get to keep making these things and sharing them. And, and I, I'm with you. When I have books come out and we have to do, and you do this side of it, I'm like, yeah, let's add, let's talk about the same thing because it's going to be different because right. the people are different. Yeah. I think yep. that matters. And you and I could have the same conversation a month from now and it may be different. Right. You know, it's like there's really, you never travel the same road twice. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Even our, Even ourselves. We get stuck in a mundane. It's usually because we're not really looking or seeing the new detail that was there in the day or the new detail that our partner, our friend or our children just came up with. And like, man, we're doing the same thing. We're having breakfast together again. Ho-hum. But it's a, it's, it's a brand new day. People had different dreams last night. Mm-hmm. They're, they're talking about different things. It's a, and you're having a, you may be talking about the same subject, you know, um, but it's different even if it's just the next day. Let me tell you, that's one of the things that impressed me most about what you wrote in Green Lights is you see details. Like you don't let, you and I are similar in that like little things matter, right? right. So, I mean, I feel yeah. like that's how you find all these Green Lights that you, te- that you teach about and write about is you're just paying attention to details that I think a lot of us overlook. Interesting. Huh. Maybe sometimes I'm malapropping them. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, I, sometimes I don't have my glasses on and I don't see it clear enough, and I think it's so. I go, it must be, a, it must be cool. And I look closer. I'm like, oh, dear. I'm glad I didn't have my glasses on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like my, like my, I got a brother. My older brother got that LASIK eye surgery. He regrets it. I go, why? He goes, oh man, I miss the fuzzy edges. Yes. Hey, right now I see all these details. He goes, I feel like I got so much more responsibility. I got more stress. Wow. He goes, I wish I could go back. Yeah. Oh, uh, but but to your point, yeah. I mean, I think I I don't know if I particularly look for the details, but I will remember more than I maybe if I go back and tell a story, I'll remember things that I don't I don't remember on the day going, oh, remember that. Mm. You know what I mean? I'll just put my, like in, in writing some of those stories where there are a lot of these, I'll put myself back in that place. And all of a sudden I'm seeing from my POV uh-huh. from behind the couch at four years old of mom and dad getting in a fight in the kitchen. And I see his, you know, tidy whities that were sagging a little bit and his belly and mom in her night. And I remember the, the, the color, the shades, what they were in, but I don't remember on that day at four years old going, Oh, remember that. Right. Right. I just went back and looked through the eyes and saw it again and replayed it. And that's when I'm picking up the details, when I'm going back in that place in time and putting myself back in where I was at that time of my life. We talk a lot around here about the power of journaling. And it feels like that's been, like you sit down and, and record that list in the back of the book, Matthew, the 10 things I want to do with my uh, life that you wrote in 1992 and you've like done them all. <laughs> I, I think. never looked at that. 
list again. That is I forgot I wrote it. Wild. I found it when I pulled it out to write the book. And yeah, I saw that and I had to take a little walk with uh, myself and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I never looked at it again. I, for, I remember the night I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in the top bunk, me and my roommate at the fraternity house, Delta Tau Delta, Monty Wills was my roommate. I was in the top bunk. We had, we had built the first bunk in a, in, a, in a room at the frat house. I was upstairs at 1030. I just finished studying. And I pulled out and wrote it down and shut it and put my pen in. I remember there's a rubber band around the journal, which was one of those journals with the, with the elastic band. Yeah. And I tucked my pen up under there and, 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 and shut it and put it on the windowsill and went to bed. That's when I wrote it. I never looked at it again. I forgot that I wrote it. And then I opened it up and go, holy smokes. <laughs> You did are in the midst or are or, or in the midst of doing all these things. Mm-hmm. Some pretty good goals because obviously I didn't forget them. Right. I never went back and looked at them again, but obviously I didn't forget them. I mean, it them. almost feels like a list of prayers that you had prayed that day, right? Does it, I mean, is it a little yeah. bit like that? Yeah. They, it, 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 they were, it's, it really is, was little one-liners for for, for prayers, there could be a how, how to, how do I want to go about this under each one of them? Uh-huh. But the short list were aspirations, hopes, prayers. Yeah. Yeah. So this might be a, a weird thing that I noticed, but when I was reading it, I noticed the verbs you used for everything. So you said like, become a father, find the, and keep the woman for me. And then you said, keep my relationship with God chase my best self. I just thought that was so interesting. You use take, stay, look, but you said keep Fine. my relationship with God. Yeah. Well, that that now that's keen eye because the verb's where it's at. That's where it's at, man, right? That's the holy word. You know, the noun in and I love I love this metaphor for for life. I know it's how I see life. That's what JK live in. There's no G on the end because life's a verb. Oh, I love it. That's why I think we're all individually in aspiration. We're all just, we're all chasing yet. Mm. We never get there. And once I think we all, as people, as individuals, understand and shake hands with the fact, oh, we, there's no arrival. Mm. Oh, there's no ta-da moment that we go, I got it. Right. No, because no. once you got it, you look in front of you, you got more to get. Or more you want to get, so you never get there. Once we can, if we can get off, it see it's less result oriented. Now it still can have an ascension of involvement, the, but the verb keeps us in the process, in the joy of the doing. As you brought up at the beginning, what's fun? The fun of the doing is a lot more fun than when than thinking, ah, I've crested the peak. And once you crest it, you see it's a false summit anyway. Right, every so time, every time is fun. Right, every time. So the arrival is not fun. The arrival is a letdown yes. uh, in relationships, you know, with the spouse. You, you arrive to a spot. Getting married does not mean, ah, oh, okay, done. No, here we go again. The, now, now we're really going on an adventure. Yeah. It just keeps, it keeps up, up, updating itself. So the noun, I think I read this. I read, this was, uh, maybe it was Thomas Merton. I don't remember, but there was a, anyway, it, it, the noun is, sort of didactic it's it's beginning and an end it's 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 uppercase and it's got a period at the end of it yes. a proper noun an uppercase it says i am this it's it's a conclusion it is its own one lone standing thing it's monumental but it doesn't move right the and, and, and so it's not alive uh you can parry off of it but it's not alive it's not an it's not a living thing Adjectives and adverbs, and I've been many times, especially my younger writing, when I see I'm using too many adjectives and adverbs, too many L-Ys on the end of too many words, (laughs) that's when we're lost. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. That's when we're just kind of confused trying to figure it out. And, you know, that story in Australia, trust me, I was writing like 14 line (laughs) sentences, run on sentences full of non-necessary confusing adjectives and adverbs. Uh-huh. And I used to be in love with them when I was young, you know, cause they're all way to, they're a way of finding the verb. Yes. But there are a lot of, there, there, it's a lot of lanya. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that guy. But the <laughs> verb, that's the, that's the active of the doing. That's why I say, some people said, oh, you've achieved all these 10 goals you wrote mm-hmm. down. I said, no, I've achieved a couple, but I'm in the midst of achieving mm-hmm. many of them. 
find the right woman for me and keep her. I've found her. We're together now, but we still got a lot of work to do. Keep my relationship with God. That's, I'm not like done. I got to do work on that all the time. Right. That's a verb. And that just it, it keeps us in the process of the doing. Again, it, 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 I, I believe, I try to make that feel like that's as true for how I want to approach life. I, don't, I, I believe it's a way that uh, can be healthy and really constructive for all of us to kind of look at life in our own way. That is all these things as verbs. We're all in the midst of the doing. Mm. Conclusions give us some, you know, sense of achievement that can help us sometimes with, you know, confidence or significance. But they are really false summons. I mean... Hi, friends. Just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners features. Okay, so maybe I took a walk the other day in less than ideal walking shoes. And maybe I got the biggest blisters on my heel that I've ever had. And maybe all I could think about besides the searing pain was that if I'd had on my features for said walk, I would not be dealing with this catastrophe. See, feature socks stay put all day, which for sure means no blisters. They're comfortable for everyday wear and working out, and they come in tons of bright colors. I wear the no-show ones, so I always feel like I have a little fun secret hidden inside of my shoes. Features is obsessed with making the perfect sock, and I feel like you're going to become just as obsessed with their socks as I am. They support your feet with their anatomical design. I mean, y'all, there's a little L on a little R that tell you which foot that sock is perfectly made for. Features are engineered to help you achieve your best every day. Whether you're working out or on the go, the targeted compression acts like a hug around the arch of your foot, keeping the sock in place and preventing it from bunching, slipping, or sliding down into your shoe. You never have to think about your socks except just to relish in the fact that every step is cool, dry, and comfortable. Not like the walk I was telling you about earlier. (laughs) Features are so durable and long-lasting that if you're unsatisfied at any point, they'll give you a replacement pair, no questions asked. They're guaranteed to be the best socks you've ever worn. And I love that they're a family-owned business with the mission to create products that help you achieve your personal best. Features is challenging you to try a pair. And if they're not the best socks you've ever worn, they'll take them back. They are so confident that you'll love their socks that they've also given our friends $10 off your first pair of features when you go to features.com slash sounds fun. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com slash sounds fun for $10 off your first pair of features. And now back to our conversation with Matthew. I mean, do we just need to get comfortable? I'm processing this out loud with you like we're just getting coffee. Do, do we need to get comfortable with the doing and and stop leaning on the conclusions? Because I'm a, I'm that may be something we need to do, right? I I, I think we do individually. I think we do as a people. I think that's what America as a country needs to do. I think I think if we look at ourselves as aspirations, I think I think America is an aspiration. Again, we're all. If, I think in some way. I don't think I'm being cavalier in saying this. I think we're all chasing. Yet. Yes. Whether that's us now, uh, chase our transcendent self, chase our better self. I want to be find. I want to be better at doing this tomorrow than I was today. I want to be more true. I want to be more myself. That's an aspiration. That's that's an in in in. That's that's in motion. That's 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 chasing the verb. Mm-hmm. That's seeing ourselves as a verb. That's seeing our aspirations as a verb. America. Never going to find true, true justice. Never going to find true equality. We've been redefining this thing for 270 whatever years. We're going to continue to. That's the point, though. As long as it's got a little ascension, if it keeps evolving a little bit and going, you know, we'll hand, hand off the baton when we leave this life. Mm-hmm. And the next generation will take it on. And it'll go on and on. It's been going on for millions of years. And it'll continue uh, we're just one little, we just have the baton for our little run in the race right now. Right. And you don't, yeah, you don't get there. If you said like America, land of opportunity, well, man, if you, if you, if you, if you've got a talent, if you've got an innate ability and you're willing to work for it, you ought to be able to have a chance at achieving it in America. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that, mm-hmm. but that's an aspiration. That's, that's, that's not completely true. Mm-hmm. Right now, but it, but it's still going. Yeah, but if there's any place where that's got that still can be the most true, still has the best chance. Yeah, it's here. I would argue. Yeah, 
within ourselves. Yeah, it, it, we'd love to get tied to that result. I'll tell you this, that I got, I've gotten more results in my life when I wasn't chasing the result. Oh, you say I mean, that all throughout Green Lights, where you're like, when I quit, try, it is wild how that happens to, in your life in the stories you tell. Best golf rounds I've ever played, or when I'm walking off the 18th green, going to the next tee box, but there's not another tee box. I finished. Oh, it's over? The round's over? I, I didn't know what all I was on. I wasn't looking. Going, oh, I didn't. I didn't. Because if I looked and said, "Woo, you're four over on 16. That's pretty good, McConaughey. Uh-huh. I probably bogey one of the next holes because I'm <laughs> anticipating the goal line, That's right? right? That's right. Right? You see it in sports all the time. You get close to the goal line, people tense up. They, they, we go to the third, we go to the objective sort of third person where we're looking at ourselves doing the behavior instead of just being in the process and doing it. And when we pop out of ourselves, which I think is a good practice for awareness, mm-hmm. but we can get, we can get um, tempted to live there. Yeah. So just say, well, wait, well, how does that look? How am I doing? Let me look at my jumbotron of me and my life and see <laughs> how, am I looking? how am I looking? Okay. It's like when people talk about themselves in the third person, which mm-hmm. I'm a fan of yeah, because I think it's a good form of awareness, but you can't hang out there too long. Right. Or you won't you you you'll you'll you won't do you'll miss the detail right in front of you. You'll miss the the, the way to you'll you'll hop out of the verb. Yeah. And you objectify, which becomes a noun. <laughs> I mean, this verb thing, you're killing it. You're exactly right. It is like because I'm even thinking about the word perseverance and persevering. I feel like this is yeah. giving a new definition th- that perseverance isn't going to have a stopping point in this life. Right, right, right. We're just gonna keep going and doing because the summit is always going to be false till we're done. I, I believe so. And, 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 and so we go, you know, when you're first, when you first said at the top of the show, but Hey, sometimes I want to do fun so I can then go do the work. And then I was like, well, sometimes it go like the funds in the doing of the work. Uh-huh. It's like, when we say, well, you're going to need to persevere. You know, what's our reaction? We go, okay, well, let me get ready. Let me get ready. And, <laughs> and I think if we, don't think of it as an abstract thing that, okay, I'm going to have to go do that for a, a couple hours. It's like, no, we're all in the damn rodeo. <laughs> the bull's bucking. It's going to keep bucking all the way. Mm-hmm. So, yes, is it great and awesome to be able to sometimes go, I'm going to go get some rest. Yeah, I'm going to just be a hedonist this weekend. I am going to throw. Yes, that's fine. But you you didn't get off. You didn't get off the bull. Right. You didn't get out of the rodeo. Right. It's coming a proverbial Monday, or it, it, it's not. You didn't check out completely. And you know, as we get older, we build things that really make our life more of a. We have family, we have children, we build careers. You don't. When you go, we go off. Someone goes off on a vacation. They're not chunking all that away foolishly and saying, "Oh, I don't care about that." Right. No, you're still you're still no. You're going to go re-engage. You locked your safe when you left the house, mm-hmm. so no one would come steal your goods. You checked on your kids, you know, or you, so you didn't completely go. I don't have anything to be responsible for. I got nothing to persevere for. No, I mean it's nice to be able to check out. That's what mm-hmm. sleep is. I mean, look, sleep sleep helps us persevere. Mm-hmm. Sleep helps us with forgiveness. Oh, keep talking about that. Sleep helps with forgiveness. Yeah, I have a friend who says actually sleep is forgiveness. It's a pretty good argument or proposition. Yeah. You know, um, fatigue's my, my least favorite, my least favorite feeling. Oh, yeah. And when I get when I'm get overly tired, my mind my my I my mind, my eye gets lower. And I and when my eye gets lower, I start objectifying mm. myself, people. I don't see I, I, when I'm when I'm more rested and I'm spiritually sound. I, I'm not. I, I, I don't objectify people as much. And I think I'm. I think I'm more true when I do that. And I see things more clearly. I don't objectify myself as much. Again, I'm not in that third person objective objectification view. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm. I think I'm, I'm much more well equipped. And so sometimes when I don't have enough sleep and I'm getting tired and I'm starting to take the low eye on things and start to objectify and start to think like, uh, what'd she say? Why'd she ask you that? That I'm shut up. Abe Lincoln on that one, McConaughey, (laughs) shut your mouth and let him wonder if you're a fool rather than open your mouth and prove it right now. (laughs) That's right. right. I don't have any kids yet, but tell me how that plays out in parenting. How does resting 
And in order to persevere in parenting, you're even as you're talking about what your eye sees and how you objectify and, and what happens when you're exhausted, I would imagine that's really important to rest in parenting. Oh, hell yeah. All you parents out there, they're going, hell yeah. Because yeah. look, the hard part about parenting is not the yes, it's saying no. Sure. The hard part about parenting is following through on consequences, good or bad. Right. You know, the hard part about parenting when you there's you you're offering a reward for you know something that they do well or have been doing well. Well, that can sometimes mean okay, we're getting up at five a.m. tomorrow morning to drive to the surf park in Waco. Mm-hmm. Well, is that really what you want to do? Maybe not. Damn, that was early. That's interrupting my Friday night with my lady. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, but hey, that those con- those reward consequences are more work. Yeah. Also, also if they um, you make rules in the house, and one of them, you know, one of your children starts skating on the chores and stuff, it's a hell of a lot harder to say, okay, we're going to take away your screen time on your laptop. Well, what is that? Yeah, child's are not happy. Then they get bored because they didn't have that screen because they got the screen time taken away from them. So they're coming to find you or knocking on your door. <laughs> go mess with your brother and sister. And you're having to put out little fires, but you've got it's a lot easier to just go, okay, just go do it. Right. A lot of, so you do get you do get um exhausted following through on things. And you know, I don't know where my wife and mostly mothers in general were they have in a well of energy mm. that much more energy than I have for parenting. And I think I have a pretty good amount of energy, but it, it it's, you know, talk about good, the good kind of work. I don't think there's any more beautiful, awesome work that we can do than try to be the best parents we can be. I mean, if our kids are going to be out of the house when they're 18, which I, I'm told that numbers get moving. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in my house, it was like 18, you're gone. Yeah. It's not, we're not discussing. And now, you know, I hear, well, it's kind of that, that number's moved up a little bit. Kind of, <laughs> or whatever that is. Let's call it 18, because I'm sticking with that for now. Right. I could be wrong. Talk to me in eight years. <laughs> We're the di- parents. You're the director. You're the shepherd. You're the captain of their of the ship, of their ship. Yeah. You're there. That's your epic. Mm-hmm. You got 18 years. Shape, coddle, and follow through on, and mess up on, and do it wrong, but come back, and work it out. And then you're, if you have multiple kids, you, there's the constant challenge of, I will treat you all fairly, but I will not treat you the same. Yeah. So you don't have one stock rule that just works across the board because they got different personalities. They're good at this or they got, they're, they're not as good at that. Uh, one tries to get away with this thing. One's irresponsible with this other thing. So you kind of have to go, okay, I'm going to treat you fairly, but I'm not treating you all the same. So where, and that, and that it's constantly moving mm-hmm. as they grow old. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome art, you know, to be a parent, but not an easy one, but I don't think there's a better or more regal responsibility mm. in, the, in the, in the world. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I, I would wonder when it comes to green lights, do you see green lights as clearly on a daily basis as you're raising your family, as you do looking back on your life? No, 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 because it's all a mystery moving forward. It's all a science looking back. Yeah. Oh, you know? come on with that. A mystery moving forward, a science looking back. I mean, literally, I believe it is. I mean, we go through, you know, you didn't know how this this conversation was going to go in the first 20 minutes. We've mysteriously worked or we had an idea. I gave some answers, some things that you didn't maybe expect and you parried off of them and got off script and here we are in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> well, if you look back at the last 20 minutes, you can go, Oh, I see exactly how we got there. Yeah. You connect the dots. Yeah. It all makes perfect sense. There it is. But get the getting there is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Everything we're doing right now, moving forward is a mystery. So, I mean, we have, I have, I have great plans. We have general areas, pods of which direction we have a, <laughs> we have a, we, you know, Camilla and I as parents try to have our, you know, a North star of what, you know, the character we hope our kids have, what we hope they're going to deem as, 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 as important, their own responsibilities of who they are as children of God, as McConaughey's, Mm -hmm. as individuals, how they're each different as well. Um, How much do we 
shape that and how much are they really well, all we can really do as parents is nudge them a little bit. That's yeah. one of the things you, when you become a parent is I went into parenting thinking that it was uh, that we are made of 20% biology, 80% environment. Mm-hmm. I've kind of flipped that, inverted that. <laughs> really? I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not, it's not as much environment and how much, I don't have as much to do with who they're going to become as I thought I did. Wow. Now, part of that's awesome. And, environment does help change that's what we do as parents we can nudge them or show them hey if you do more this way do you see how you're gonna like we tell them we tell them this sirs and ma'ams please and thank yous right it's out of respect but then i like to go hey also it's gonna help you get more of what you want mm-hmm. it's the honey it's the beat of the honey stuff i go right you know, there are certain just, just, just. That's a that's a, a small example, but you know, manners can help you get more of what you want, mm-hmm. which is a selfish endeavor. Mm-hmm. You know, in life, respecting others, you will trust. Giving some trust to others, you will find that they'll respect you more and give you more trust, mm-hmm. which will help you get more of what you want. Right, right. You know, you know what I mean. So. And in, in, in who they are, uh, how did we get, how did I become successful? How did Camille and I become successful? Why do we live in a nice house? Is it because I became famous? Sure. Why did, I, why did I become famous? Well, there's a, a, a list, but I do know that it's in big part because I worked really hard to be as good as I could be at my craft. Right. So we always try to take them back to the baseline. Yes. You know what I mean? So don't, because the, my children are coming into a more affluent lifestyle than I am living in, a more affluent lifestyle than most children are. We are. So Camille and I continuously try to measure that. Are they, do they, do they have, do they have great respect for a penny, mm-hmm. a dollar, mm-hmm. the food on this table, the baseline things that go, hey, this stuff wasn't a given. Mom and dad worked hard for this roof over our head, mm-hmm. you know, or that toy that, hey, when it breaks, maybe we don't throw it out. Let's sit down with the toolbox, see if we can fix it. Wow. Yes, we can afford another. That's not the point. See what I mean, kiddos? You yeah. don't want to give up on something. You respect something. Or you know, you got to got to tend your gardens. Mm-hmm. And you got to tend your own your own garden of who you are. So, yeah, the green lines aren't as clear going forward. Yeah, that's you know? beautiful. But though. I think they will be. Yeah, that's right. It, it, every one of them shapes you. It's, again, the journaling and the perseverance and you know, in, in yours and my faith tradition and Christianity, people don't use the word green lights a lot. They use open doors and closed doors. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more mm-hmm. the language that we are traditionally using. And so I, one of the things I was thinking about is I was I would listen to green lights, which, by the way, you on audiobook is masterful. <laughs> it's oh, so enjoyable. It was so enjoyable. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. So I would love for you to talk about how do we notice it, the closed doors? Like when you walked away from rom-coms, when you moved to a different city, when you stopped traveling in the Airstream and started living in a house, how do we notice the red, would red lights be the opposite of green lights? Is that what you call them? Well, it would be the opposite, but the inherent paradox there is that which is the overall theme and proposal of green lights is that even the red and yellows eventually turn green or at least reveal green light assets in them. Yeah. We have to close some of our own doors. Oh, and okay. look, I, you know, I'm always one who's like, I don't want to shut that door until I see the next one. That I know I've got the key for. Listen, you better preach that, Matthew. <laughs> that is me, man. You know what I mean? It's like, hang on. You want me to shut that door? Hang on, let me, let me, I'll be right back. Let me yeah. go just where I'm going. Let me, let me check, check and see if this opens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the art of living is about going, I don't know if this key fits that next door. Mm-hmm. I got it, but I'm shutting this one. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the chance. Because you know what, this door, I'm, 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 I'm running in circles. Yeah. In this room, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not evolving. I, I'm, I'm repeating the same habits that are not feeding me, that are not paying me back. And maybe they are paying me back, but I'm going. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Do I want to call it 
call the game here and say, this is my playing field. This I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to check any further. This is high enough. This is far enough. This is enough. Okay. But sometimes it's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shut that door. Cause it's not, I'm going to see if there's more. Mm-hmm. And that's a risk. That's that mystery we're talking about. Yeah. But you know, that walk to the next door to see if that key works. You may, you may think it's about 10, 20 feet away and it's just going to, you're going to lock this door and then you're going to scamper over the next one. <laughs> I only had, I only had 20 feet of a blind spot. I only had 20 <laughs> feet of not knowing 20 feet of going. <gasps> oh, yeah. That 20 feet may take you two years. Like it did with me coming off the rom-com. It took two years for the next door to open. And, and and listen, this was what was serendipitous about that is, and this has happened to me many times in my life, and I think it happens to everybody in some ways. When I took off and said no to rom-coms, nothing came in for, for so long. No offers. Yikes. I really wanted to, I was like, oh, geez, did I just burn my bridge? Yeah. Am I never going to work in Hollywood again? And... As soon as I was like, well, maybe I'll become an outdoor wilderness guy. Maybe I'll become a high school teacher and coach. Maybe I'll become a, a folk singer, an orchestral conductor. Yeah, maybe I'll do. As soon as I started looking beyond that next door, even though I wasn't on the, didn't, didn't, hadn't got to the lock with the key to go to it. As soon as I quit looking back at the door I'd shut and going, would you please open it? And let me come back. <laughs> That's when they opened the door mm. and it was the one that I was heading to Right. with it was, it was still Hollywood, but they were coming with a whole new menu for me. The menu I was looking for, right. the menu that I wasn't getting before. So it was a two year sabbatical, but it was a scary two years, yeah. but I didn't, but I didn't, the phone didn't ring. The door didn't open until I was like, all right, well, maybe I'm going to do something else with my life that has nothing to do with Hollywood. That's when the phone rang. That's when the door opened, when I quit needing it, when I kept going, when I quit going, my identity comes from that. I was like, no, it doesn't. Damn it. I wish I, I don't know if I made the right move, but here we go. Mm. We're going to do something else. As soon as I was cool with doing something else and maybe never working in Hollywood again, that's when I got the call. That's when that next door opened. Hey friends, one more quick interruption to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Flamingo. What are some of your daily routines and rituals that keep you centered and feeling ready for the day? Things like your morning tea or coffee, a walk at lunch, or journaling things you're grateful for at the end of each day. We need those rituals, but after a while, some parts of your daily routine can start to feel a little dull and mundane, like shaving. But this is not the case with Flamingo. Our friends at Flamingo want to elevate the parts of your daily routine that deserve more attention with feel-good body care products that work, like a $9 award-winning razor and shave gel formulated to help you get your closest shave. And right now, you can get Flamingo's award-winning shave set for just $16 at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. My Flamingo razors are one of my favorite parts of my routine. They're beautiful, feminine, and they feel so good to hold. The shave gel and lotion feel and smell amazing, and the whole set simply gets its job done exceptionally well. Flamingo was started by a group of women at Harry's, the men's shaving company, who wanted shaving to be a better experience for women, too. So they crafted razors that are both lovely and affordable, only $2 per blade. And they spent over seven years perfecting products for those daily self-care rituals that help us look and feel our best. And with Flamingo's 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try it out risk-free. So get the Flamingo Shave Set with everything you need for a luxurious, smooth shave at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. The set includes Flamingo's award-winning razor, also award-winning shave gel, and body lotion. All for just $16 plus free shipping, one less trip to the drugstore. Get yours today at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. That's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And now back to finish our conversation with Matthew. That just seems to be the theme is when we are allowed, when we allow ourselves to not grip so tightly is when God can actually hand us the thing he wants to hand us. You know, yeah. And it's been that, that that's talked about so often in such a scary proposition because. Yeah, it scares me. 
it's so damn scary because I am also a big believer in the value of self-determination. Mm-hmm. Like I do believe because there's extremes that I think we have to be wary about. You know, someone could take what you just said and what I'm saying and go, oh, so let go, let God. We all heard right. that, right? Right. Well, that, yeah. I don't think, and I don't know because I'm not the prime mover, <laughs> the way maker, but I do believe God in the universe wants us individually to have our hands on the wheel. Yes. If we don't, I mean, I don't believe in the, the, that, that he's wanting us to say, just be a fatalist. Just, it'll happen. Yes. Do whatever. Okay, if that's true, then go run every red light and watch what happens. That's right. Not going to be a good outcome. It's like, no, you got your hands on the wheel. You're driving. Are you being guided by? You know, but like I said, don't grip it and go, no, I am, it, it, am solely responsible for everything I do. Self-determination-wise, I set goals. I achieve them. That's what I do. There's a great value in that, but it's not just that. And again, that's that dance of that balance of when do you strive and go, no, I'm I'm going to keep enduring. I'm going to keep banging on that door until, damn it, it opens up. And when do you go, I've been banging on this door for two years. Right. Oh, geez, I've been trying to beat it down. And as soon as I stopped and said, I got to stop this doing this, that's when I found, oh, the damn key's been in my pocket the whole time. Why are we trying to beat it down? Just put the key in the hole, dumbass. You know, you know what I mean? Or you bang on certain doors and you're 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 just gonna, it's endurance. You're gonna keep banging. Your 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 nose is to the wood. And then you you're you've broken a sweat, resilience, endurance, and finally you back up because you're tired, you go, I give. And you back up to reveal yourself that actually the door was just the frame. All you had to do was walk across it. Didn't even have walls on the side. Oh, brutal. <laughs> sometimes you dance. Sometimes you got to just back up and get a new perspective. And yeah. you see, oh, well, I, I can dance around this problem. I can dance around this to get to where I want to. But then I'm a big fan of endurance as well. I've gotten things by out hustling and okay. saying, I'll beat on the door longer than you. And get the job or whatever. Yeah. The the friend, the girl, whatever, because of the absolute endurance. And I got chosen because of the endurance. Because the person on the other side of the door is going like, I know the other guys may be better for the job, but this guy keeps knocking. I won't quit. Yeah. You know, that there's great value in that. Yeah. So again, again, it's it's a it's a paradox. And that's what that's one of the arts of living. I looked at in uh, and, and looking at my 50 years and what I wrote in the book, there are many things I achieved that I set my eyes on it, went after it and got it. But there's just as many. And I'd say it's, I really kind of, I'm, I'm going to go through the book one day and see how many of my achievements were that and how many were the other, which is I went yeah. to Molly based on a dream. Yes, I didn't know what the heck I was supposed to find, but I just went and really, it was a, I had no return ticket, didn't know what I was looking for, but just went. And it found me. The answer yeah. found me by just putting on my proverbial shoes and going, mm-hmm. uh, getting out the door and saying, I don't know what it is for me, but I'm just going to chase down this dream, this intuition. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let God, let me know. Let me know. It's something I'm supposed to know. I mean, one of your big green lights in the book, you say, the arrow doesn't seek the target. The target draws the arrow. That's that's that version, yeah. Yeah. That's that. But someone's still got to shoot the arrow, right? Like, so yes. y- it is that dance. Everything. I mean, you're, you're giving me language for attention I feel in my life of like, I've still got to pull the bow back. Yeah. But I have to believe that the target is drawing the arrow too. But it is both all the time. I, I think it is both all the time. And... It's again that constant, that constant balance about knowing when to when to lean into the one or the other, when to lean into harder work's going to get me this, uh-huh. endurance is going to get me. I'm going to keep beating on there, and when to go. Let me back up a minute and give my knuckles a break. Uh-huh. Okay, so is there is there a rule for when we know which which to which, or is it you pay attention in the moment? Again, I don't. I'm, I don't think there's a. I don't know that there's a rule 
I think there's some tools. Again, a rule would be a noun. Oh, a rule would be a conclusion. Why are you this good? Why are you this good? You're right. <laughs> a rule would be you know, a noun. But I mean, there are tools. We need verbs. Yeah, there are tools. And, okay. you know, one, I have noticed a consistency of those times when I was in the let go, when I did let to let the let the let the target draw the arrow and went off to Molly or went off to Brew in these walkabouts. I didn't get the answer of what I needed until I did become what you said, present. Mm. Until I quit looking for what I would need. I went on those trips. The first and I write about it, the first 12 days is hell. Because mm. I'm looking for the answer everywhere. I'm looking for what's the meaning? I'm looking for it. Well, I'm in looking for it. I'm anticipating. I'm looking around the bend. Come on. What is it? I'm missing my present journey. So as soon as I got, like I was talking about with the, the, the Hollywood, well, as soon as I was like, I, I'm not, I don't have to go back to Hollywood. That's when it came. Mm-hmm. Well, I've gone on those journeys. As soon as I'm like, all right, you know what? <sighs> Let's just enjoy mm. each step at a time. I want what I can see, and all that I can see is in front of me. That's when, ta-da, that's when I was, oh, that, now there it is. Now the road opened up, and I see. I got the gift. I, I heard the truth. Mm-hmm. God spoke. Mm-hmm. The universe gave to me. I was like, oh, this is the answer. So I do believe that uh, uh, we miss a lot by anticipating what's around that corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's scary. Because to not anticipate what's around that corner, because we want to protect ourselves. We want, we want to see that, res- again, that result. Can you show me what it is? So, so now I can go, ah, oh, at least now I know where I'm going. Mm. Sometimes we don't know where we're going. We just need to put ourselves in a position to hear where it is, to hear where we are. Then we see where we're supposed to go. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's. That's, I would say that's a good tool if you can, but it's very tough to do that. I mean, it's easier to be present when we have something to look forward to. Sure. Yeah. It's easier to be present when we're connected to our past and see that, you know, I'm 51 years when I see more clearly that my lineage of 51 years to get me to this moment now is, is something that has roots and those roots have grown wide and hopefully they've gone deeper. There are non-negotiable things that have gotten here. I've got a family. I've got a career. I've got the man I'm trying to be. Well, that gives me, when I'm connected to that, I have more sense of significance sitting here, more presence sitting here mm-hmm. with you now, sitting here, here in my day. I have times where I'm not as connected to that. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not as connected to my past, I'm looking more and more around the damn corner yeah. for, well, what is, where can I get my sense of meaning out there? Because I'm not connected to my sense of meaning I've gotten to get to this point. Oh, yeah. That's it. It's not the nouns. It's that we think the nouns give us meaning. And so if we'll let go of finding our meaning in the person or the thing, the verb gets more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you, and you, and you start knocking. You, you, you're, you're, you're walking by nouns just going, Oop, yes, cool. <laughs> Oop, yes, cool. But yes. you're, you're in the, you're in the stroll. You're not getting to one and going, oh, oh okay, my life vest. Yes, my life vest. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, we see it. We see it now in this last year pandemic and with in, in politics in America. People ran to the extremes. Mm-hmm. The extremes were the nouns. Yes, they were a pole to hang on to to give me some sense of okay, I got my footing. And then now you see people with some buyer's remorse. They're like going, I don't really completely agree with these people I'm having dinner with. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it gave them, but people ran to it because they needed identity, especially in a year where we were all in limbo. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, give me something that's some certainty. Yes. Nouns have certainty. They give us a sense of identity. Yeah. But sometimes they're like, we cling on to them like, wait, this isn't all of who I am. This isn't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you see people having some buyer's remorse or you see people blindly going, I'm staying here because at least I know what at it is. At least I have a life vest, even if yeah. it's not going to actually keep me from drowning. Yeah. Right. Matthew, you're giving me, wor- I'm, like, I need to go journal. You're giving me words to like think through <laughs> when I don't, when I am feeling myself gripping too hard to a person or a thing, it is because my meaning is attached there. 
And I've lost yeah. that that my meaning is an upward connection, not a front and back connection. It's a God connection. Right. And yeah. I've lost that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, and hey, I promise you, I don't have it licked. No, it's a, it's either. a, I'm, I, I work on it. I have to work on it daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm making, I make C's in this class. But I, but I try to tell my, even, even sometimes, even sometimes I make D's and I go, well, let's go back to the eighties when D's were still passing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when I was in school, this was just enough. This 72. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying not to make F's. <laughs> I'm just trying, right. I'm trying to not That's make right. <laughs> and I don't think, I mean, I think that's such freedom because God and ourselves, no one's asking us to make straight A's in this. This is all brand new for everybody. Today is brand new for all of us. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I think Green Lights is a book that we, has it been, f- that we should all read? Has it been so fun seeing how many people have connected with it? I mean, it's been a bestseller for a yeah. long time, my friend. Yeah, it has. And I had no idea that it 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 would be. I had no expectation. And to hear someone put it best the other day, they go, you know what? People are seeing their stories in your stories. Yes. People are seeing themselves in you. And I'm going, wow, being that's that. That was my hope that it would translate that way. Because you go write a memoir, cut an autobiography. A lot of times, maybe the maybe the interaction with that read is only objective. You're mm-hmm. oh, maybe it's oh, well, okay, he did that, and he's Matthew McConaughey, and he led this life, and yeah, he's famous, but I, I don't relate. It's interesting read, but I can only be objective. I'm finding that that people are going, no, I was able to be more than objective. I was That's able right. to be get very subjective and see my own stories through yours, and that that's that's what that's what good art does. Yeah, and so I feel like I I, I, I feel like this reaction from people in it that, that it's, it's hit a nerve and it's hit, it's hit a bloodline with them in their mind and spirit and, and, and souls is tell me, okay, that's, that's, that's what art does. Mm-hmm. It translates. Yes. It is that it's, it's, it, 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 it reciprocates. It gives, you see yourself in me. I see, I see myself in you. Mm-hmm. You just said it. It's that back and forth with somebody. Mm-hmm. I know, see you, you know, see me, you know, see me. I know, see you. <laughs> I see you. You see me. Mm-hmm. That experience you're describing is what I had with the book as well. So put another awesome. tick on that list because I was I was amazed at how much it changed me uh, as I was reading, as I was listening. I was going, oh, my gosh, that you said one thing about we have to put I couldn't find it in the book because, you know, I did audio first. But you said one thing about we have to put ourselves in a position to be found. And I thought, right. man, that is, that's a relational secret, whether it's getting married or better friendships yeah. or whatever you want. You, are you in a position where you believe you're worthy to be found? And I thought, Matthew yeah. McConaughey, that is real right there. Well, again, that's, there's certain precautions, tools for lead going into those blind spots. Mm-hmm. We don't know the outcome, but can we go, I'm around people that, help me be more me that challenge me in the right ways that are proponents of me when I'm being more me or succeeding that are for me. Okay. That's good weather. You're not talking about that. Create your weather first, then do then blow in the wind. Yeah. It's the blowing in the wind of going, I don't know where it is, but if you go, okay. And it helps. It, it's a way of saying, you know, we're not in control of it, but it is a way of saying I'm, I'm driving. I'm going to put myself in the right position. Am I in the right place? Yes. Did we, did we sweep the floor? I'm, bare, I'm coming in barefoot. <laughs> well, before I go running in barefoot, just, just check and see. Mm-hmm. Anybody break any glass in there? Yep. No, no glass is broken. Great. So before, no, no thorns on the floor? Nope. I checked it. Got an eye check. Or maybe you told me and I trust you. You said, nope, it's clean. Now I come in and I'm, 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 I'm vulnerable. I'm, I'm barefoot. I could, but I created the weather enough to go, it's okay. I'm going to relax now. I'm going to dance barefoot. I'm going to roll around naked, whatever that is. I trust that there's no glass on the proverbial floor, mm-hmm. that there's not hazards, that's not, that there's not the thorns on the ground, that, that things aren't going to jackknife me or, 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 or hurt me. But now I'm, now we're dancing in the, now we're, now we're blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. Before you do a backflip off the high board into the pool, 
yeah, check and see if there's water in it first. Right. <laughs> don't 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 just be foolishly going off into yeah. the blah. It's not anarchy. Yeah. I mean, but to give a little peek, I, I like to be. I call it conservative, very liberal, late. Meaning, like, with conservative things, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go check and see if there's water to mm-hmm. pull before I do a backflip mm-hmm. into. It. Now that I know there's water, I'm going. I may not pull off the backflip. I may really do a belly buster and hurt myself but i'm not i'm not i don't think i'm going to the hospital that's right that's right that's right i don't know how the, how i'm gonna land but i know i'm landing in water that's it that's yeah. that, that, that that's it you that's know? good oh that's good okay i don't want to cheat on your time i want to be respectful of that but can we just talk about our last thing before i ask you a fun question Austin FC. I need you to know I'm a big Nashville SC girl. So yes, May 23rd, y'all are coming to Nashville. Tell me why you you're a co-owner of a so- yes. of a of a football team, of a soccer team. Football. Yeah. yeah. What made you jump in with this? I'm thrilled about it because I love MLS. Well, I'm 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 learning too now as well. And look, I I was I always liked soccer. Then when I meet Camilla, who is now my wife, she's yeah. Brazilian. You don't just soccer's not an amendment. <laughs> That's soccer's right. Like, it's a native language there. <laughs> this is what we this, and then we travel the world with my job. There's one game that's yes. always in town. Yes, whether you're in Reykjavik, Iceland, Cape Town, South uh, Africa, uh, Mali, Africa, New York City, Nashville, Austin, or Timbuktu. The soccer ball mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. So my kids started playing it because they could play it wherever we went. They came back home to America. They continued it. They have the Brazilian blood in them. They have better balance than their father does. So <laughs> they, they're, they're pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, so I got I got more into it. And then uh, my friend Eduardo uh, Marjane came to me, who was an owner, and then his kids play soccer with my kids, and he opened up uh, an opportunity for me to come in. Uh, some equity and some ownership and I did and it's prime Austin was Austin was it's the first professional team we've ever had it was time uh we were ripe for it and now here we go we're the newest team to help build this league yep and hopefully we keep improving our product on the field um we got the world cup coming here in a couple years that's going to be awesome it's going to be awesome we're going to be the the stage we're going to be the front porch for the world's game yeah um and I think soccer is really on the come I think it's, it's coming uh, sport of choice, first choice for a lot of youth. Mm-hmm. And when that starts to happen, as it's happening now, where the possibilities for how good American soccer can be is so high. Yeah. About where we, about oh, where we can go. I mean, and to stay in the conversation about perseverance, I mean, if there is a sport that you can watch that's going to end up 1-0 on the score, but the entire thing is is teaching you perseverance and the right open doors. And I mean, you know, yeah. I'm an Arsenal fan and Arsene Wenger always says he calls it the beautiful game. Right. right? And it just, it. oh man, I love it. So, okay, May 23rd, you versus me, my friend. That's it. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a funny, um, I did a, I read our schedule and I made, I made some funny quips, uh-huh. about little stereotypes. I think I look forward to hearing what you got to say about what I say about our game with y'all. Okay. It's, 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 it's a fun dig. And my hope is that y'all dig back because, I, I, you know, sports in general, but also I want in some ways, especially the game of soccer, it's the healthiest form of tribalism. Oh, that's great! Yeah, it, you know what I mean. So I, it, let's get some shit talk going. Let's get yeah. going back. Let's let's bring a little of the fun WWF into this thing. Like going, oh yeah, you you know, like, let's yeah. let's get that going back and forth in a fun way, uh, uh, again. And I think, you know, sports is a place and, and obviously the soccer is a place where we, I think we can do that in a, in a fun, cool, healthy way. That's right. So I take a little, I take a little dig. Okay. We're at, ready. At I'm so coming, I'll come right I'll, back I'll, I'll at you. I'll give it back. That's right. <laughs> the last question we always ask on that sounds fun is because our show is called that sounds fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Well, what sounds fun to me right now is uh, this evening. Mm-hmm. I got a date with my uh, my wife, and I don't have any. We don't have our 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 first scheduled responsibility is at three p.m. tomorrow. Oh, great! So we're gonna see some stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Matthew, is there anything we didn't talk about today that you want to make sure we cover? No, I think we really enjoyed it. I thought we covered a lot of fun stuff. Thank you. I really enjoyed it too. Thank you so much for making time for this. You're welcome. Anytime. You guys, don't you love him? I mean, we already did. I know we already did, but he is the best. What a great conversation. I just respect him so much and think so highly of the way he thinks and the way he communicates. And I'm I'm honored that he is a friend of the pod. So be sure to grab a copy of Green Lights and go follow Matthew so you can tell him thanks for being on the show today and how much this conversation meant to you. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Any F downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun on YouTube. And I think that's it for me today. Y'all, that is the beginning of a very fun week. So get ready. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. And actually, we'll see you tomorrow with my friend, Lauren Akins.